doesn't exactly not make sense. You've got the job that's a flight is this many hours, you're going to get paid for that many hours. Right. But, but then you get hit with something that wasn't your fault, like yeah. you have to de-ice makes, the plane. It makes sense. And you're trapped yeah. there, mm -hmm. along with Tressa, who's very mm -hmm. angry. <laughs> yeah. Actually, pretty cool. Like, I really did not care because I was not at work. So I was like, it's fine. The people around me. You weren't like, that motherfucker back there, he's not even real. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't do that, but I was not rude about it. He's not even real. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to On Fire Tonight with Josh and Tressa. We are very fortunate to be joined today by Christopher Pravdika, our composer, the great multi-instrumentalist. He is about to go on tour. He leaves today to go on tour with Swans. He has a brand new We O album coming out soon. There's one out now and one coming out imminently. That is available on Bandcamp and presumably other places too. Yeah, it'll be on the streamers. So check out We O, that's W-E-O-W-E. -E. Christopher, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks guys. <laughs> All right, good interview everybody. <laughs> See you later, thanks for joining us. Christopher, tell us what's going on. Where are you going to be later today? Maybe somewhere fun? Super fun, I bet. You're going to have the best time later today. Going to jolly old England. Oi, oi, oi. One of the B-towns. I don't remember which one. One of those Bristol, Brighton, yeah. Birmingham. One of those B places. <laughs> nice. Not important. Yeah, not the important. Is it like a festival one? We have a Brexit tour and we are... <laughs> It's an actual thing now. It is. It's my. It's well. It's my first time in England since Brexit, oh. and uh, so touring is not the same. You know, it used to be that you can just drive in and out, fly in and out. No, once you're in Europe, now it's not so easy. Now it's a whole nother immigration you have to go through. So oh, Jesus Christ! Right. So we're doing a UK tour separate. Yeah, I haven't been to England since they Brexited themselves either. So that'll be. A bigger headache than it was. I think so. And, well, we have uh, get some. We start with a rehearsal, and then we uh, have our first show. And then we've got London in there, and then at the end, we're playing some festival. I don't know which one though. In Switzerland, some Swiss festival in Geneva, and then we're right back to the U.S. tour. As soon as I get back, I we head oh, out to Texas. That reminds me, I'm, I got tickets for the Metro in Chicago. Oh, uh, for me and my family. I see you at the Metro. Yeah. Love that place. It's great. I would have listed you. I know. I didn't want to ask. That would be weird. No, not at all. <laughs> Why is that just, weird? That's like a know. nice yeah, thing. Slightly, I don't know. It's slightly the opposite. No, feel always the door is open always in any city, anywhere in the world. Always. You know, it's like you, know. you have a handful of those people on a list, and you're like, "Hey, I would like to take up space for you. Thank you." No, not at yeah. We all get our we all get our allotment, and I would you know if my allotment was full by the time you got to me, or I knew it was I had people ahead of you, I would just tell you to fuck off. If I had I the space, it. you're always yeah. And in <laughs> Chicago, you'd always I don't have any friends in Chicago, so well now you do, Except buddy. You now. Yep. Uh, you guys want to play some? Would you rather? What do you got? Nothing good. All right, yeah, give us the worst one. Oh, okay, the worst one? You got it. 
Would you rather get your hands stuck in a meat grinder or a blender? What's the difference in my eyes? Yeah. Oh, I'd definitely go for the blender 100%. Really? Instantaneous. Well, grinder is going to pull you in. The blender is going to spit you out. Oh, good point. As soon as you hit the blender, it's going to punch your It's going to hit your hand back out. Not going to pull it down. Grinder is going to pull. keep pulling. <laughs> All those horrible videos of people getting their clothes, like some kind of machine that spins really hard and they get their clothes caught in it or their tie. (laughs) Scarf while driving. Can't get enough of that story. (laughs) Isadora Duncan, constantly referenced on this podcast. (laughs) Because it's horrific and I can't ever not think about it. All right. So wait, what if you, what if you're like stuck in both the grinder or the blender (laughs) getting punched out of it? isn't a thing like you're either gonna get blended to a nub or you're gonna get ground to a nub well dude the torque the torque on a blender is just not strong enough to deal with it'll cut out before by the time it gets to your uh your forearm bone <laughs> well what if it's like a really high-end osterizer <laughs> then, you, then it's basically a grinder <laughs> i guess so uh, a spice grinder just a really little spice grinder yeah. Yeah, like a coffee grinder. Yeah. yeah. You lose some fingerprints. What about a mortar and pestle? <laughs> That's just a massage at that point. Okay, you have to lose one hand or one foot. Mm. Which one and why? Foot. Which foot? Which foot? Any foot. It doesn't matter. I, I go for, I'm right leg, but I have nerve damage in my right leg, so my left leg is stronger. I might go for the right foot just because it's the weaker foot. But uh, you can always put on those prosthetics. They're really good now. The hands are not so easy. Right. right. It's way more complicated. Because of that nerve damage I got going down my right side, I recently started having like weird feelings on my right arm. Oh, dude. Which is fine. It didn't seem to bother me. But I, when that was happening, I was like, I realized that my right arm and hand are my most valuable physical possession. Yeah, I'm sure. I don't think I would want to live without my, my right arm. Are you, so wait, do you do physical therapy or have you seen a doctor about this nerve stuff? I had a surgery because of what was going on. No, I don't do physical therapy. They just told me to stretch. If I, I went into physical therapy and all they did was do a stretch, <laughs> do this stretch for 20, and then they walk away and they do, and tell me to do another stretch. So it was just stretching. They don't like do the stretch for you, which I always, which I was kind of envisioning that they would like take my leg and like, Right. You know, hold it in place because I can't do that stuff to myself. I was hoping someone could uh, yeah, earn that money, you guys. Bend me around. I, yeah. I think I think that would be a great business to uh, stretching, <laughs> like where you just go stretch people because I don't think people like stretching themselves. No, there's a place up the street that just does people stretching you. Really? So, yeah, oh, it's like a masseuse, but idea. they stretch you. Yeah. I'm like, huh? okay. yeah. love it. I can't bend my legs. It hurts so bad that I just can't withstand doing it to myself. And then doing it over and like a, tomorrow and the next day, I get I get really like over that as soon as I start. But if someone else is doing it, I can withstand it. Sure. And I can, my mind shuts off, you know. I don't like doing self-harm. <laughs> right. But it's also like you have to actually be in the headspace and think about it. Well, I do. Think about it as you're doing it. Make sure you're doing it right and every muscle is being whatever. Someone else did it for you. You can just sit back and relax. Yeah, and not exactly. give a fuck. I also had a, a similar business idea I thought would be good as a petting and reassurance instead of massage for like <laughs> relaxation, just like a light tapping on the, you know, like and stroking the hair. It's like, so you're okay. Yeah. You're okay, buddy. Yeah. You're a good person. You're okay. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry. 
that's the higher level for people that are really into ASMR videos. <laughs> yeah. That does sound really nice. Right? Yeah. Very relaxing. Yeah. Much more relaxing than the uh, massage. I'm not Same. really built to get massage. Like, I Same. am not a huge fan of having strangers touch me. Oh, mm. same. Gently, though. Not roughly. Like. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm not incapable of receiving and enjoying one, but, like, you know, there's some people that, like, make that, like, part of their normal yeah. existence. And for me, that's, like, an unusual thing. Yeah, it doesn't do anything for me, massage. I, uh, <laughs> uh, I met with a friend the other day. And uh, we were leaving and I gave her a hug and she's like, oh, you're a hugger. And I was like, I am absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. But I felt like this was appropriate and it was expected. So here you go, buddy. Oh, I'm a total hugger. Actually. Yeah, I can see that. But anyway, would you rather spend a year living at a nudist colony or within the Amish community? Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Right, right. I mean, I'm going to say without even thinking about any of it, I'm going to say nudist colony because those people don't give a shit. And the Amish people, I think, would I think it would be hell to live in an Amish community. I think that you're dealing with almost the same issues in either community because both of them are like live by our rules and uh -huh. we have like a very set way that we see the world. <laughs> Josh is like... I'm going to have a boner both times, both places. You got to not control me. I think I go nudist colony. I mean, I'm tempted to hang with the Amish. I got a lot of respect for the Amish. Sure. Do I want to live there? Mm. Yeah, don't want to live there. I don't think so. I don't think I have real problems with either of these two things, but I'm not drawn to either of them at all. Well, you're yeah. not supposed to be. That's the whole point. Uh, I tell you, I, I think the nudist colony is going to be a lot more relaxing than the... Uh -huh. You have to do a lot of work in the Amish town. Yes. Yeah, they'll put you to work. Physical labor. If it's like an actual community where you live in this like commune of nudists, maybe the same. You might have to do a lot of work. You can have a cocktail or two at the nudist colony. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need that if I'm naked all the time. <laughs> if I'm at the Amish mm -hmm. place... They're just going to tell me to do more work or tell me not to talk or tell me to read a Bible and then also no cocktails. So absolutely not. Agreed. It's a no brainer. Thank you. I thought so. But Josh over here, devil's advocate. Uh, I just think about that David Sedaris piece, <laughs> Naked, and how it was like being in hell for him. You got to be uh, pretty relaxed going. I don't think you got to be wound up and uptight going into a nudist colony. Cocktails would help. Right. Be pretty much wasted the whole time. You'd be fine. Well, okay. Are these strict nude rules or are these like chill out, you be as nude as you want to be rules? Because even, because as far as, I don't know shit about fuck, but I don't think that they have like <laughs> hard and fast nude rules. You heard but, it here yes. first, Tressa does not know shit about fuck. True. I also don't think that I don't like, I don't want to be naked anywhere, not even in my own house. <laughs> but I 100 also. 100% never nude. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I still, I'm gonna go nude. If you're gonna make me choose between religion and nudity, I'm gonna choose nudity every time. Yeah, I mean, if I have to play by the rules of the community like that, uh -huh. it, where it's either Bible or nudity, I guess nudity it is. Yeah. But what if I got really into the Bible? <laughs> I mean, I've never really given it a chance. This could you be haven't. my time. 
You could do that on your own, too. Uh, I could be nude on my own. That's also true. <laughs> what about a year of biblical nudity? <laughs> <laughs> Is that when you rear your father and <laughs> you have children with your own children and... Hey, I'm just quoting Bible scripture right here. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is like an ideal scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys hear about the Frontier lawsuit that's going on? It's like a class action lawsuit. No, what is okay. that? You know how you get to the gate and there's like the box that says, is your carry-on this big? Yeah. Well, theirs is much smaller than it yeah. needs to be. And also, they were saying that their bags weren't fitting. Like, people would come in and they'd be like, okay, let's go. And they're like, your bag's too big. You need to check it. Because if you check it at the gate, it's $100. So they put the thing in the box, fits perfectly, is not up over the box. It fits perfectly. And they're like, no, it doesn't fit. And they've got videos of people everywhere having the same experience where they're just being lied to to their face with evidence right there and so they've got a class action lawsuit and uh they made me sit on the tarmac for like five hours once frontier which i don't even think is legal anymore do you know what happened when you had to sit on the tarmac yeah. for that time they forgot to de-ice the plane so they had to de-ice it over five hours oh I would have preferred to do that at a Chili's Express, mm. but thank you. Did you know that um, all of the time that you were sitting in that plane with the pilot and the staff, none of them are getting paid? Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, they only get paid for when they're in the air. So like all the work that they do before the plane is in flight, that's not paid. That's just like what they have to do, but not get paid. Mm. Isn't that a weird system? Hmm doesn't exactly not make sense. You've got the job that's the flight is this many hours. You're going to get paid for that many hours. Right. But, but then like you get hit with something that wasn't your fault. Like yeah. you have to de-ice the plane. It makes sense. And you're trapped yeah. there. Mm -hmm. Along with Tressa, who's very mm -hmm. angry. <laughs> yeah. Actually, pretty cool. Like, I really did not care because I was not Don't at work. Out. So I was like, it's fine. The people around me. You weren't like, that motherfucker back there, he's not even real. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I'm not going to say I didn't do that, but I was not rude about it. He's not even real. <laughs> Josh probably doesn't know what you're talking about. Do you know what he's talking about, Josh? Yeah, that crazy lady. That lady. Okay. Yeah. I just assumed that you don't know anything is happening if it happened. The way he laughed, he knew. Okay. Some things. Listen, <laughs> Tressa, I don't follow much except for Black Twitter, and Black Twitter's on that shit. <gasps> oh <laughs> shit! Do you guys yeah. see the the Montgomery brawl? Yeah. Oh yeah. fuck! Amazing. So good. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't very, stop it watching hard. it. It's so much teamwork. Did you see the beginning? The, someone, there was a separate video of meeting up to the... Yeah. There's meeting. like five oh, different angles. Yeah. So many people took yeah. video. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. That was so very, that was very disturbing to see like three white dudes beating on a brown dude on the ground like that. Who was doing yeah. his job. Yeah. But man, the Calvary came... That's probably not the right yeah. term. But man, <laughs> it was so beautiful. Andy made a TikTok last night. He's like... This is amazing, but I don't really know what's happening. Can you guys give me an audio description? And oh, the audio descriptions that are stitching that video are amazing. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> that lady who got whopped in the head with the chair. Fucker. Yeah. That guy got arrested right away. I was then that guy that one guy punched that white lady square in the face with a closed fist really hard. 
and immediately uh-huh. got arrested, but not killed. He didn't get killed right away. Yeah. Hey, we're making progress. It's somewhere. Yeah. It's somewhere. Montgomery, Alabama, you're making tiny improvements. <laughs> <laughs> that got better survive. Ser- no, I think they're all out. Like everyone that got arrested got out already. But my favorite were the three guys skipping up to the pontoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. What's up, guys? Would you, you rather a be a figure skater or a yeah, synchronized yeah. swimmer? <sighs> less chance of drowning as a figure mm. skater, but less yeah. chance of broken bones as a, a swimmer guy. I am really torn here. I think that, like, they're both really hard exercise. I think that basically look like it just looks cooler to do figure skating. Yeah. You kind of just look like kids having fun and playing when you're synchronized swimmers. Although I know it's a lot more complicated. I would rather be the swimmer, the figure skating. Yeah. (laughs) Nerd. (laughs) All I can think about, I mean, you guys might both know, hey, you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I know. That's what you're going to bring up. (laughs) That's one of the fun. I laughed so hard at that when I was a kid. And every time, and it just popped up in my feed not too long ago. And I still, Martin Short was, I think the only time he was super funny was in that. When he says, I don't swim, and then he thinks about it, and he says, I'm not a strong swimmer, <laughs> as though he didn't say the first thing. Yeah, it was thing. the beginning of, uh, that was, was amazing. The, the first, like, the idea of Guffman. Yeah. And it was the mood, it's definitely the mood of Guffman, that thing of, like, someone who Christopher Guest was playing the same kind of character, someone who's, like, uh, making this right. really terrible, and but trying to make this, like, really important thing uh, seem relevant and seem... Uh, like it's way bigger than it is. I don't know how to describe that thing, that mood that he was selling in uh, Guffman. Right, a person who is a hundred percent intent and it intense about this thing, but his personal success, he might think that he's at one hundred percent, but yeah, he's yeah. actually very low. Like the world might view you as a five, but you view yourself as a twelve. Yeah. 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 Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that yeah. ring true? It's like body dysmorphia. Really hard. Self-perception is like really hard to figure out. It's hard to look. A bit of overconfidence. Goes in both directions. Which wasn't earned. Guys, I'm trying to figure out if I currently or recently have had or have had body dysmorphia. So early days of the pandemic, uh-huh. I ate the healthiest diet I've ever eaten and I got like regular exercise and I had like, I was like monastic and I dropped so much weight effortlessly. I was just so anxiety ridden that I lost so much weight. I was like as light as I was since like high school, maybe junior high. And at the time I thought I was in amazing shape. I just saw some pictures of myself from then and I look gaunt. I look skeletal. Yeah. Did I have body dysmorphia then, or now, or both? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> End of sentence. Okay. I feel like if you're at a certain point and you go to this other point that maybe it was a goal, maybe it wasn't, but you found it in your head, you thought it was where you wanted to be, and you get close to that and maybe overshoot it, that you're like, no, this is way better, so I'm great. It doesn't matter. It's fine. I'm so great right now. And then maybe you'll look back and be like, holy fuck, I had no idea. But am I just babbling? Like, does that make sense? No, that makes sense. Yeah. 
I don't know. Every time I go to the doctor and they weigh me, I'm like, holy fuck, I had 20 pounds more in my head. I don't think anyone, most people, I don't know, perceive exactly what we are and what that looks like to the outside world. I think we all have an idea of what we look like in our heads and it doesn't actually click until you see a photo, maybe when you're not in that experience then and there. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I think, well, you have body dysmorphia, even when you look at a photo, you're not seeing you're not seeing it objectively. So I think also when you, if you're just, lo- just losing weight, it can be, stri- you know, h- however your body naturally holds that weight. It can be weird when it comes off, especially if you're not doing uh, muscle work. You're reve- <laughs> All of a sudden you're revealing your stringy muscles <laughs> underneath. But if you were, right. I think you might, like you did some push-ups, do some sit-ups, get to uh, pump up your muscles a little bit and then uh and lose weight at the same time they might have like a might have felt a little bit better about how you uh but everybody holds their extra weight i think you everyone should have extra i hate when people don't have not that i hate it but it's, i'm always like what are you gonna do when the food runs out you're dead seconds everybody should have like a little uh little <laughs> extra that gets you through a week i think people with extra weight live longer than people who don't absolutely and people who eat less live longer people who eat less but do they also carry more yeah. weight you can do both you can yeah you can eat less and carry a little extra weight right if your body thinks that you're in a famine because you're not getting enough calories it's gonna slow That's down right. your metabolism yeah. you can do it different ways and if you but some people just carry extra weight Unless they're starving themselves and doing tons of exercise to get like zero fat. But some people have zero fat naturally. But I think the best is the middle, you know, having a little... uh... What's wild about that is usually when you're stressed out, and it sounds like you were, because we all were, it's a lot harder to lose weight because your body like holds on to cortisol, which is like the stress hormone. And it's like fuck we don't know what's gonna happen we're keeping all of this right now yeah you know that book the body keeps the score it's about how when you have a traumatic experience your body gets a shot of cortisol but if you can't express that it stores in your body so like back in caveman days you get scared by a bear you scream you shit your pants and you run you get half a mile away and you've already processed Mm -hmm. everything you need to you don't even have to think about it again but like, because we don't live in times like that, something happens and you can't express yourself the correct way. You have cortisol in your body and then you might be doing some kind of exercise or stretch or something where you rehydrate the fascia that's got the cortisol in it and just start crying out of nowhere. Mm. You don't even know what it's about. I wonder what kind of uh, effect acid has on that kind of stuff. Well, that's like an ego death. Oh, God. So that's a good question, right? Things like MDMA, ecstasy, and acid as treatments for PTSD because right. you get like you associating these traumas to regular, you know, like everyday life. And then the psychedelics like help you make the familiar thing seem unfamiliar and kind of break that bond a little bit. But that's a, that makes a lot of sense what you're saying about the cortisol. The body remembers that stuff, keeps a record. Yeah. You got to get get the wiggles out. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Get chased by a bear. Because it sounds like PTSD in that concept is that it's something bad happened and you didn't get to work it out. You didn't take it to its full conclusion. You just sat there right at the precipice of it and it just stays with you. I don't have PTSD. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, nobody said you did. Jesus Christ. I thought basically everyone in society now has PTSD. Are you saying you're completely free of it? I can't say I'm completely free of it, but yeah, I'm pre- I think I think I dump things pretty easy. That's great. 
Is that, Josh, are you saying like the theory that no, from that place um, that nobody can go to heaven because we're all guilty of everything because of society and how it works right now? Is that the same concept, same kind of concept as everybody has PTSD? Because I've never heard anyone say everyone has PTSD. I don't know what you're talking about with heaven. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with that one thing where... um, there's heaven and hell and we had this conversation already and Makes sense it's, to me. Uh, you know like you can't go okay if you believe in heaven and hell you will not go to heaven because you own a smartphone and that smartphone was made by a slave labor like every step you take yeah every step you take everything you do affects somebody in a bad way but you have no choice but to live life so regardless you're just going to hell this is not a theory I came up with, it's from a show. Uh, and probably smarter people than I know to think about and reference. But we've had this conversation. I, I mean, personally, I don't have strong feelings about heaven or hell. I just think that people should try to do their best and consider what they do and not support slave labor. If well, I know who's going, I know which people are going to heaven. That would be the Amish. <laughs> what about the nudists? <laughs> mm. Do they, they have smartphones? They might not have smartphones. They don't have pockets. <gasps> You're right. They got fanny packs, bro. Meanwhile, the Amish can go on Rumspringa. And then all is forgiven after. Yeah, that's the cool thing about being a Baptist is you just like, or, or, or a Catholic, you, you just say like, I'm sorry, you do the thing and you get baptized again. You're like, all better. Back to normal. Back to normal. Yeah. Just keep doing that annually. Do whatever you want every year. That is a pretty good system. Yeah. Same right? with the catalog. Say some Hail Marys and you're uh, back to normal. Yeah. When I was growing up, evangelical church, they always were like, you just have to ask for forgiveness and then it's you're fine. All is forgiven. So I'm like, well, what is stopping me for fucking going wild and doing whatever the fuck I want? And then I know I'm going to die in like an hour. Ask for forgiveness. It's good. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the difference between, like, an actually good person and not. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Uh-huh. Like, that's why I got respect for the Amish. They don't play around with that stuff. They's like, they take it very seriously. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And they're not going to do half measures and right. do lawyer tricks to figure out how to beat the system. And Right. If it's right, it's right all day, every right. day. And if it's wrong, it's wrong all day, all day every day. Yep. Yeah, some religious people don't believe in the like forgiveness and the that you got if you messed up, you're messed up and you're on the, you're on the bad side and that's it. But then there's a, then that big question is then what's the point of living at all? Right. Once you do one yeah. thing, you're fucked. Why even bother trying? I mean, I can see where if you have that mentality, we're brought into a church where you will not be forgiven and you made a mistake. I can't imagine what kind of fucking head trip that puts yeah. you on. Like, why even bother well, wait, doing what, anything? What is a religion that believes in no kind of forgiveness? I don't know if there is one. Yeah. I think the whole point of religion is that if you ask for forgiveness, if you atone for what you've done, right? Like Jews have Yom Kippur. It's the Day of Atonement each year. If you've done wrong things, like you make up for them, you apologize for them, you try to do better. I don't know which ones are which, but I know that I've had this conversation with religious people and there are, there's kind of a line between like, I don't know what denominations they would be, but they're like the, that theory of like, you can't just be like a rapist all year long and then go ask for forgiveness at the end of the year and be absolved of all your earthly sins. 
a lot of denominations don't like that concept like the the baptist thing of like you can just be a mass murderer and then just go dip your head in the water with <laughs> all back to normal i don't know which ones are which so it's so confusing i know that the catholics are super into forgiveness right all you gotta do is confess right yeah you get a little yeah. booth you talk to a little guy <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think all Christians, it's like baked in. You have to just accept Jesus. You can have a transformative moment. You know, Saul becomes Paul on the road to Damascus. I think one of the things is like, if you be, get right with Jesus, even though you did all these horrible things, for a lot of these the more strict religions, if you get right with Jesus somehow, however you do it, but you can't just automatically go like, have someone dip your head in the water and then everything is forgiven. You have to actually get yourself right with Jesus, as they say, they want get right with the Lord. You can't just be Hitler and then dip your head in the waters and then come back and still want to kill all the Jews and, <laughs> and marry really underage women. Oh my God, you're talking about so many people. I don't know the reference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a big question, right? Are there things that you absolutely cannot be redeemed from? Yeah, there are. <laughs> yes, the answer okay. is yes. Okay, all right. The answer right. is absolutely true. That's why those religions that give you the fake way out, I think it's uh, baloney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, personally, I don't believe in any of them. I just, I believe from a non-religious standpoint, from a completely secular standpoint, that you can do good because you wish to do good and create a better world for everyone in it. And also that if you do bad, you can make up for that. You can take responsibility mm. for that. You can try to do better. <sighs> Should we wrap up a uh, religious talk for the day? Yeah. Yeah. I digress. Uh, I will always no, I, go there. I, <laughs> no, I meant that's the name of our new show and we should maybe wrap uh, up because we're almost an hour in. Oh, religious talk with Josh yeah. and Tressa. Uh-huh. <laughs> where we talk about stuff where yeah, we don't know about. Uh, we're just going to put some theories Hey, what do you out. think of this? Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll talk about it, but I don't know about it. I have opinions, but I have no idea what you mean. Yeah. Broccoli's man-made. What? Yes, it is. <laughs> sorry, sorry. You can't drop a bomb like that. So are lemons. And bananas. Dun, dun, dun. I was thinking about this at island on uh, off the coast of North Carolina some long time ago. Randomly, some like lemon tree grew on one of these tiny, tiny little, like, and they called it a miracle. They called it like God's like special, like, y'all know that like... <laughs> Lemon trees don't just grow naturally. They have they're made by people and they be planted by people. There's no like natural system for <laughs> no God put <laughs> lemon trees anywhere. Yeah, I think oranges yeah, oranges were are originally big. a lot more bitter. That's right. More orange. None of our citrus that we eat are natural. Nothing we eat is what it used to be. Everything yeah. has been Yeah, that's why everything's so fucking good now. That's right. Hell yeah. Yeah, we, we yeah, we made them good. That's hundred percent what we did. Yeah. Humans. Yeah, that's fixed what we everything. do. <laughs> We can't let you go without talking a little bit more about this new We O album. Ooh. Do we have any tracks that we could like slip in? Yeah, I could do that. I'll do that on my airport. Yeah, have uh, a label is putting it out in a oh. label called Mothland out of Montreal. Uh, it was the first single is coming out in September. I would imagine that would be the uh, piece of music. The record will be out in, on December 1st on Everywhere, doing three singles before that. So you'll be hearing from me. You'll be hearing about Wheel. Oh, fuck yeah. One of the songs on the record got named after from one of our podcasts. Oh, yeah? Nice. One of the episodes of Kingdom, we were talking about wet nurses. And so I named the song Wet Nurse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I can't wait. All right, ladies and gentlemen, check out Christopher Provdica on tour, online, and in your hearts. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been On Fire Tonight with Josh and Tressa. Join us next time for more On Fire Tonight. Tonight.